Welcome to the mid-season finale, fellow vixens. Joining me, Phil, today is Sarah. Hi, I'm saving Christmas. And Courtney. And I'm ruining Christmas with all of my bourbon. (laughs) And in a second, we'll begin talking about the mid-season finale of Riverdale, which I gotta admit was quite a hoot. Um, But first, we have to take a little bit of business or take care of a little bit of business. Uh, We missed last week's episode and we do apologize for that. It was a matter of schedules getting mixed up and kind of rearranged and we just couldn't find the time. So we apologize for that. So what you need to know about episode nine is F.P. Jones, Jughead's father, is out of jail and unfortunately has to work for Penny now. So uh, Jughead doesn't have to run drugs anymore. He's taken one for, uh, you know, for the team there more more or less. We also find out that uh, Mr. Svensson, who is a the Riverdale janitor, um, I think he was in episode seven for a little bit of time. Uh, we find out that his family died when he was really young, and um, essentially somebody died as a result of it. Um, and this somehow has a tie to the Black Hood, which comes up more in this uh, episode nine, this this season. I'm sorry, this episode we will be discussing today. Archie and Veronica have a whole lot of sex, and as a result, Archie falls in love with her, or at least he thinks he does, <laughs> and um, tells Veronica that, but Veronica cannot say that back uh, to him at this time. <laughs> Please call back. Please call back. <laughs> 404, page not loading. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Um, as a result, they end up breaking up at the end of the episode. And then we also see that Betty and Jughead have broken up this episode uh, because Betty wants to join the Serpents um, and get on the same level as Jughead and be there for him. But he sees it as his job to protect Betty and doesn't want her wrapped up in this in this world. Um, so they end up breaking up at the end of the last episode as well. With the most bizarre striptease in the entire oh world. Oh my god. So... <laughs> I'm sorry, Mad World was playing. I'm like, what is happening? This is the, that's like, that is a, that does not bring a party up. That is for sure. No, it doesn't. It was the weirdest striptease. Yeah. Also, the fact that her mom, like, no, she, she knew her mom was there. And she still took off all of her clothes. Yeah, she definitely went in with the plan to do the serpent dance, which is like, the reason why she was stripping was that was the female equivalent of the gauntlet was to get up in, in the white worm, the serpent bar, and dance for everybody. Very misogynistic, and they even oh, point that God, out. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, they make, definitely make comments about that, which was good. Yeah. But they still do it, so. Ah, yeah. It was so uncomfortable. But also, I love Snake Alice. Oh, yeah, no, I love Snake Alice. I fucking love Alex. I think she might be my new favorite character. Oh, she's so wonderful. She is extremely good. Well, I don't know if she's good. She's bad, but like... She's great. She's not good. She's great. Yeah. She's very extra also, which I appreciate. Extra. Yeah. Yes. The extra. I think we're going to have to do... We should do like at the end of the season, we should do like awards or something like that or like top moments. Yes. Like the Dundies, but for Riverdale. <laughs> yeah. But we should what have... Was, a- what was that? What was that comment she made to FP about, like, when he got out of jail about, like, how, like, he, it was really sexually inappropriate, and it was in front of both Jughead and Betty. Fuck, Um, I know what you're talking about, but I didn't. And 
it made my life. She says something about like how when guys get out of jail, they like I don't I just don't remember. Just, it was very sexually it. charged, and I was like, yes. oh okay, no chill. That's how it's gonna be. I like it. I think it was something like they're more prone to sexual deviancy or something like that. Like his son is sitting right next to you, <laughs> and so is your daughter. Amazing. <laughs> All right, so let's let's get into season or the mid season finale because it's a big one. I gotta admit, there's oh, a there's so a lot of stuff that goes on in this one, and it was Christmas themed, which I am always about a Christmas themed. I love Christmas episodes of almost every single one of my like shows. The Christmas episodes are always the best. Agreed, and this one did not disappoint. Like it, it was murder Christmas, and I love it. It was it perfectly encapsulated. Everything that I love about Christmas, and, like, I fucking love Christmas, like, Buddy the Elf love Christmas, and it, like, made me feel all of the nostalgia and festive cheer, but it also, like, drew in the murderino in me that is just very obsessed with conspiracy and true crime and seedy murder, and it was just the glorious marriage of the two. It's like this perfect inter- intersection of stuff that wouldn't normally be related, but somehow come together pretty well. I know. I love it so much. <laughs> All right. So since you love it so much, why don't you go ahead and jump us off with, uh, are you going to start with Cheryl or Veronica? Oh, fuck. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Cheryl, because she saves Christmas. She really does save Christmas. She, no, no. I, just, <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I want to end with Cheryl, because Cheryl was like, ruins me this episode but I'll I'll just start with her so okay first of all in the Cheryl train I want to talk about Nana Rose who just suddenly is there again I was like okay she's here she didn't die we like they never addressed her and it's almost like this the Riverdale equivalent of Dobby in Harry Potter when like he's not in any of the movies and then suddenly they're like oh shit he's relevant to the story so he needs to come back again Nothing. They see nothing about Nana Rose. And then suddenly she's just there as if she's been there the whole time. Nana Rose watched 2017 <laughs> spotted before the Sarah's year's Sarah's so out. excited. She's like fucking team Nana Rose. Yeah. I love that lady. She's got the one weird eye like a cryptic seer. And she and says a creepy, the weirdest like, shit. I love her so much. Uh, crazy old racist lady. I love it. I think she's just in like a brandy induced stupor all the time. Just like, Always. what else does she have to do? She can just hang around the house and get drunk. And it seems like a good life. I kind of want that life. Just let me hang around my house Nana and get Rose's drunk all day. Goals. Yeah. <laughs> Nana Rose's goals. <laughs> so yeah, Nana Rose is there. They're eating food in their fancy house until... Penelope explains to Cheryl that they're fucking broke, and she's like, "Oh, you get a candy cane this 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 episode? <laughs> no, Christmas is not an episode; it's a holiday." Um, she's like, "Oh, you get a candy cane this holiday," and then like, it's like we're broke, and then the scene ends, and Cheryl's all super sad, but she ends up coming back and saving Christmas um, by buying a christmas tree and decorating it her mom gets so mad that she just got a tree i i was confused by this because like i re- okay so in a city trees cost a lot of money 
Riverdale's not a city. No, it's, it's going to be like, like it's, it's a wooded $20. town. My parents, my parents, yeah, my parents get a 13 foot tree every year and it costs $40. Like that was like an eight foot tree. That's probably a 20 to $30 tree. And they have to have the ornaments already, right? Right. Like, yeah. You don't throw out the ornaments at the end of the year. No, you keep them. Do you not have thirty dollars to spend on a tree? Sell your sell your giant moldy estate. I don't know. Right. She like did the most minimal thing, and her mom is like, "How dare you?" Blah blah blah. And then she, I'm trying to remember what they were arguing about because Cheryl's retort was like so amazing. Oh, she was telling, she was confronting her mom about being broke, and her mom didn't really want to talk about it and she was like well why don't you go get a job with Hiram um but oh wait you have to tell him the things you're good at and the only thing you're good at is being a terrible mother and I was like (laughs) fucking Cheryl you just don't give any shits this Christmas season um so she roasts her mom she decorates her house top to bottom with all red Christmas decorations because she's Cheryl and everything's red Mm-hmm. She saves Christmas, and then she spots two people in her parking lot smooching. Ooh. Guess who they are? It's Archie Andrews and Betty. Um, what? This is after they visit her, right? Or is it before yes. they go into the house? It's after. No, it's after. Right. Okay. So I'll actually let. Who's taking that story? I am. Okay. I am Betty. I am Betty and Archie. Okay. Um, Barchi. Barchi, no. Barchi. <laughs> oh, God. That's, no, that's terrible. That's the worst couple name. That would be Artie. Artie's worse because Artie sounds like an old, overweight man. I'm trying to think. I don't think there's really anything else that happens with Cheryl this episode except that she saves Christmas and roasts her mom. So I'm going to pass the baton to Sarah. And you're covering? I am covering the Betty and Archie escapades. Can we go back to Cheryl real quick? You may. Yes. They need to amp up Cheryl's love storyline super fast. Because I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the weird looks at Josie. Either have her start dating Josie or something else happen. Wait, what about what about all the weird what about all the weird stuff with Cheryl and Josie this episode? Do we talk about her creepiness? Or is that last episode? That was last episode. Oh my god, where she's like drawing pictures of her and sending creepy pictures and pretending it's someone else. Oh my god. That was two episodes ago then. Oh, was it? Okay. I like I just caught up. I've been like a couple weeks behind because I don't have a life anymore. But, Wait, Sarah, oh Cheryl sent her all those weird, creepy gifts? Uh, that's what I'm assuming, right? Because she was drawing a picture of her, and it looked like the picture that she got. Sorry, I couldn't remember if that was what episode, what week that was. Either so way, I ship head, it. But, oh, my God. Yeah. They need to be, uh, like, last episode, uh, the one we didn't cover on the podcast, Cheryl was being super, like, protective and, like, affectionate towards Josie in terms of, like, oh, you need to make sure you're doing this and, you know, don't worry about this. I got it. I'm taking care of you kind of thing. And it was the episode previous where, like, Cheryl was drawing pictures that looked very similar to the art style that Josie received uh, along with the pig's heart. So I'm hoping that Cheryl went full on batshit insane and gave her a pig's heart as well as, like, a hand-drawn picture and is, like, obsessed with Josie. That would be amazing. 
Well, and like doing it, I mean, obviously that's a very toxic relationship. Mm. So, but, uh, but I would, oh my God, I'd be, I would be so into that storyline where she, she try she's trying to like, to, to basically make Josie enamored of her because she's protecting her. Oh my gosh. So cray. I would love it. If any, anyway. if anybody should have a batshit insane relationship, it should be Cheryl. Like, yeah, oh yeah that's my opinion. It's so good. Okay, we can move on now. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, Cheryl um, is at her house doing things, saving Christmas. Um, Betty and Archie come to her doorstep. What do they say to her? Well, I'm going to rewind a little bit on the, the Betty and Archie. It's kind of like a little flashback, uh, but it's not a flashback. Um, so essentially, at the beginning of this episode, uh, I... I Betty and Archie are sort of intertwined this this episode, so um, I'm going to go back and forth sort of between the two, um, because even though they do have separate story pieces, they're like most of the episode is them together, and some of it's them really together. Ow, ow Barchi. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, Barchi. Uh, so the the show continues the theme of addressing very pertinent and hard issues. Uh, we have now moved from sexual assault to healthcare, and that is Fred Andrews getting a medical bill. Despite theoretically having insurance, he owes eighty six thousand dollars in hospital bills, um, which I feel like is a very very scary American thing. Um, because even though he has insurance, he can't pay for. His hospital bill. So he's like, don't worry, it's probably a mistake, clearly lying to Archie, and Archie knows it, um, which is surprising, because Archie doesn't really know much. He's kind of a dumb boy. He's such a sweet, dumb, beautiful boy. Um, So then later, they're at, uh, Kevin is having a Secret Santa exchange at school, which is a weird place to have a Secret Santa exchange. I guess they just didn't want to get a new set. I don't know. They could have done it at Pops. That's probably what I would have done. But anyway, um... Everybody gets different gifts, and I'm sure that, that you know, in, in in Veronica's story, you'll talk about it, you'll see what Veronica got and all that stuff. But Archie and Betty, uh, Archie gets Betty a, a very sentimental gift that uh, Jughead's kind of jealous about, and it's uh, Swiss Family Rob. Was it Swiss Family Robinson? Yeah. Um, a book that they used to read together, um, apparently, when they were really young, and she loves it. Um, Moose and Midge are back. Hooray! And they tackle them, and I'm like, don't do that. They clearly still... Yeah, he came in, like, on crutches, and he, like, jumps on him. Yeah, Reggie's not also not of the smart variety. Archie, though, cannot stand seeing them because he feels so guilty about the Black Hood. Even though it's not really his responsibility, I don't know why he's decided to shoulder this, and I'm thinking maybe it's because his only burden before was he couldn't sometimes write a song, and he wanted to be part of the Pussycats and couldn't. Um, Anyway... (laughs) so roasted he's like he's like he's <laughs> boom roasted um uh so anyway so there's this new janitor uh that betty and archie notice when they're talking and they're like who are you you don't you're not the janitor that we've only seen for two episodes you're a new janitor <laughs> and he's like yeah i guess the other janitor mr svensson is out and he the guy's like being really cryptic about it and it's kind of weird and so now Betty and Archie are really worried because they think that something has happened to him because of the black hood. Oh. Um, ben, Betty has a dream. Uh, flash forward. She has a dream of Christmas time. And she's like, yay, I'm going downstairs. And Polly wakes her up and they're all happy. And it is really spooky creepy because the black hood is Santa. 
And then he starts coming toward her really slowly, and the camera angle is very terrifying and very horrible. It was yeah. so well shot. I love that scene. I was like, I was really impressed because I was creeped out. Like, I was very creeped out, and I was also I, I thought it was silly at first, and then I was like, oh my god, this is actually really scary. It's so scary. I was home alone, and it was like cold and like dark in my room. And I was just, like, watching yeah. I was doing laundry, and I was like, oh, God, I do not like this. Well, and part of it is, like, he was, like, crouching and creeping toward her, and he climbed over the couch. Yeah. For some reason, that's what, that's what really, like, yeah, he really like a weird little, like, freaked me out. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, so she, she, um, she wakes up from this nightmare of Santa being the Black Hood. Anyway, so now that, that Archie and Betty are looking into Mr. Sensen, um, they... Decide that they're going to go to Mr. Spenson's house. Um, she calls him and Archie is actually helping his dad with the Christmas tree farm that is or Christmas tree business that's in front of um, Pops, which apparently is what they're doing to make money now because they owe $86,000 to the hospital. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to make $86,000 in Christmas trees. I'm not sure where they got a Christmas tree farm because that are they just going in the woods and cutting stuff down? Do they own enough property to have Christmas trees? I could not tell you. Um, or is there like a pop-up Christmas tree like sort of pyramid scheme where you invest in Christmas trees and sell other people Christmas trees? Um, <laughs> yes to all of those, by the way. All of the above. Yeah, all okay, of those good. happened. <laughs> um, but Archie did look very good in his Christmas sweater. Oh, um, he wore it so much too, and it's so good. I know. <laughs> I loved it. I was so good. I was I like they had him in red and green throughout the whole episode and I was really into it. So anyway, so he and uh, Betty go to Mr. Spenson's house and apparently there are only two kinds of houses in Riverdale and that's like totally fine houses and totally creepy houses. Um, and this is one of the totally creepy houses. There's a pot of like chicken soup on the on his stoop um, that he hasn't taken. They knock on the door and he's not home. So Betty goes back home and she gets there and Alice is like, hey, guess what? You have a Christmas present from Secret Santa. Despite them getting creepy, creepy letters in the mail from the Black Hood constantly, she totally thinks it's fine that if somebody said, here's your gift, Secret Santa, I'm going to put this in your room. No big deal. It could have been a bomb. I don't know. Um, it's not a bomb. All fucking year, they've been getting bad packages right? and letters from this Black and Hood character. Like, it's Christmas time. Everyone's good nature at like, Christmas yeah. time. No one, no one sends a bomb or anthrax at oh Christmas. Like, what are you talking about? I don't. I just like it. It just. It was so short sighted. And also, she had a secret Santa at school. Like, did her mom think who who? Uh, 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 I don't know. It was baffling to me. Um, obviously advanced the plot, but baffling nonetheless. Um, it's worse than a bomb. It's a severed finger. And by severed, I mean, like, it is just the finger that has been severed from a hand. Um, looks pretty real and pretty gross. Uh, it's gotta be Mr. Svensson's finger, because who else's finger would it be? Um, and so she decides that, um, or she, you know, the, basically the Black Hood has sent her this finger and says that she has to figure out this one last sin that has been committed in in riverdale um and so they call the black hood they being archie and betty call the black hood he's like mr Svensson's still alive but he's lost a lot of blood um i don't know how much blood you can lose to your finger probably a lot who knows not uh, enough to kill you of, i think i don't think so but i don't know i'm not a, i'm not a medical doctor or a non-medical doctor for that for that matter <laughs> um and they find out that that mr Svensson actually was raised by nuns at Sisters of Quiet Mercy, which apparently is the secret, like, it's like, it runs Riverdale. I didn't know that, but everybody goes there. 
Betty and Archie go to this nunnery. Um, I don't know if anybody calls it a nunnery anymore. Convent? I don't know. Anyway, they go there. Uh, Betty uses blackmail, saying, I'll tell everyone that you beat people uh, if you don't tell me all about Svensson. And uh, they they say, you know, oh, he was kind of a weird kid, but he was fine. He was a, just, 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 he was just a disturbed kid. He uh, His family was murdered in front of him. And... When the crowd of of angry the angry mob rather of Riverdale came, he decided he pointed out who he thought killed his family. Uh, he might have been too hasty to that decision, and therefore he maybe picked the wrong person. I don't know. Um, but apparently, all of these this group this big group that came to talk to him um, included a lady who had. Bright red hair, or like a hair with a silver, or like a big streak of bright red. I wonder who has a big, bright red streak in their hair. Nana Rose. Um, they immediately know Santa Rose, so they're like, we have to go ask Nana Rose about this about this mob who killed this dude. So fast forward to Cheryl's house. They get to Cheryl's house, and Nana Rose is there as as per usual, just looking. Looking really relaxed in her wheelchair. Um, and they ask her, like, hey, what about this whole uh, this whole murder thing? And she tells them that, like, income equality and other things, uh, murder is the old boys club. And she was not allowed to participate in this murder because she's a lady. <laughs> equality. Anyway, so she's really, she was saying that she didn't participate in the murder, but she remembers that the, the group of men, including... Um, Betty's grandfather found the guy who they believe killed the family, put him in a coffin and buried him alive under the devil's hand. That's that so is. fucked up. Like it is. That's the buried most alive fucked is up so thing fucked up. that Riverdale has done thus far. Yeah, I honestly thought it was going to be one of those things. Like, oh yeah, we went and beat him up, and then accidentally killed him like no this was a full-on murder we're murdering him let's bury him alive but also traumatizing yeah. buried Process. alive that is like the that's crazy i was like what a good but also what a good twisted way i was like what are they gonna say what are they gonna say it was yeah yeah it's twisted but excellent this episode is pretty twisted like characters go places i don't think they're gonna go in this episode yeah this episode's pretty intriguing i like it yeah. a lot pretty dark i feel like there's a lot of texture to this episode as well just mm-hmm. in terms of like the small bits of character development um mm-hmm. just not them saying what they need to say to de- like further the plot they're actually like being humans um so i think mm-hmm. that was pretty good because sometimes that's lacking what I noticed was they wrote a lot of slip ups for the characters to say one thing and then kind of correct themselves. But that first thing they say is the true meaning of what they meant. Like they wrote a lot of those into it, um, especially with Veronica, yeah. which I really enjoyed that because that whole her whole perspective is like two sided every yeah. time. Right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, and like and like with this with this particular thing, too, I like that they also brought back in. You know, the whole Betty's Betty's grandfather and the Blossoms being connected previously, mm. um, which we hadn't seen before. But then also, you know, this fact that, you know, the Blossoms also, the they blame, there's the murder blame from back in the grandfather's day because somebody murdered somebody. And, you know, here we are seeing them murdering somebody else. So 
clearly that's that's something that we should be reminded of and betty kind of like we'll see again has like that little bit of that little bit a lot of bit of darkness in her and uh and apparently runs in the family i see the connection now i see blood is red blossom's hair is red red is blood blossoms are murder that's the connection. Oh my god, Bill! <laughs> That's the connection. Get out of here. <laughs> Could be the Rolling Rock talking, but I think I found it. <laughs> Coopers make barrels. Barrels are like coffins. <laughs> coffins are used to bury people alive. The Coopers are murderers. Blossom kicked himself off of a barrel to kill himself. Clifford did. I'm just saying. Oh, my God. The symbols. <laughs> the symbols. What do they mean? We're all going to get fired from this We have show. to get our Nancy Drew decoder book to understand this. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we talk oh about God. the scene where she's just like really dramatically burning all of her Nancy Drew? Oh, I'm going to get to okay. that. I'm going to get to that in just a second. Yes, yeah. please so anyway, tell so, me all about it. So anyway, so Nana Rose. Nana Rose is like, your grandpa murdered. There's this picture. I don't know. So um, Betty's like, we sold all of his stuff except for all the pictures. So uh, she and Archie go looking through all their pictures to try and find this photo that she kind of remembers of people standing in front of a tree. They find this picture of people standing in front of the tree, her grandpa and murder co. And it is a creepy, creepy tree. Uh, Devil's hand seems like a very, um, very adequate description. Also interesting, we had like this beautiful Christmas tree in a Christmas tree farm. And then we had a murder tree. Um mm. But anyway, so they see this tree. They know where it is, which is crazy. How do people in TV shows always know where trees are? I guess I don't pay that much attention to trees. And I'm always like, I could never, like, I could go to a park every day and not tell you where a tree is. Um, Anyway, so they know where the tree is. This is a cemetery. Or near there, rather. Um, And so they go to the tree at night, alone, just the two of them. And, um, oh, but before they go there, wow, I just glossed over, like, a really big thing before they, when they're leaving Cheryl's house. And when they're leaving Cheryl's house, uh, they are sort of having a little bit of an argument, they being Archie and Betty, having an argument in his, in their car. And uh, he's like, I need the real Betty. I need you to be yourself and be awesome. And then she kisses him, and he doesn't seem like he's really opposed to it. Um, and then she kind of just like, oh, yeah, uh, we should go. But it's a kiss, and it lasts a good amount of time, and it is juicy. And Cheryl sees it. But Cheryl is watching from a window. What is she going to do with that info? I don't know. And technically, they're both broken up, but it's not good. It's not good. We were on a break. We- <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so that, and then they just find the picture. They get to the place. So they get there to the tree it's nighttime there is clearly a place where soil has been disturbed there is possibly a grave uh there are some shovels sticking in there which is very convenient they're like guess we should try and unshovel this instead of calling you know they did call the police on the way there in fairness um but they decide to start doing things himself anyway which again why would why you're not even gonna get anywhere like archie's very strong but you can't move dirt that fast and i actually don't even know how the the you know, the black hood would have buried someone that fast. They get to the coffin. They're brushing it off. No one is inside. It is empty. So but, creepy. So creepy. The black hood is there. Uh, he makes Archie get into the coffin by threatening to shoot Betty in the head. Uh, very dark. 
Archie gets in there. Betty's sobbing. So then they start. He starts making her put like dirt on it. And Betty takes advantage of his distraction when he hears sirens because thank God they did actually call the police. And yeah. she whacks him with the shovel. She should have kept whacking. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but he starts running. She gets Archie out of the coffin. They start running. Um, they're on the bridge. Archie has the gun that the Black Hood has dropped. And he's like, don't move, don't move, because the Black Hood's going to jump off the bridge. I don't think the bridge is that high, so I don't know how much damage it would do. He would just, like, I guess, get away, so it's not like he would die. Um, but anyway, so he's, like, going to jump off the bridge. Archie's like, don't move or I'll shoot, I'll shoot. And then the gun goes off, and he falls to the ground, and Sheriff Keller has shot him. Um, and he is super dead. Um, I don't know if that would have been the best move on Sheriff's Keller part, but I guess he is kind of like a murderer and, you know, just try to bury a kid alive. So don't hold too much against Keller. Right. They look at his body. They're like, who could this person be? They remove the hood and it's Mr. Spence and the janitor. We met him two episodes ago. Anyway, um, he's missing a finger. So he cut off his own finger like a wackadoodle. (laughs) Um, and they're both traumatized, but apparently not that traumatized because they both like have okay Christmases after that. Um, Archie gives Veronica a locket. She finds it at home. We'll talk about that with Veronica, but, um, she comes to Archie's house on Christmas day and tells him he's such a good person. He's so good. And she wants him in her life. And he kind of, she kisses him. He kind of looks like, I don't know if I'm into this. And then she's like, I love you. And then he's totally into it. And they make out on the porch and then someone's taking some pictures I don't know why that's a big story because they were together before. So I'm not exactly sure what kind of blackmail some pictures would do. I know. I'm very confused about that. Part of me wonders if like now that the black hood bit has been resolved, um, they're trying to like introduce a new story and the photo snapping is like the new thing. I think they are. I'm just confused as to why Archie kissing Veronica would be a story because like they were literally like they broke up for like two minutes I mean, Archie did kiss someone else. Like, if they got pictures of Archie and Betty, that would have been more blackmail to me. But Archie and Veronica doesn't seem super blackmail-y, but... Yeah, I don't know. That seems kind of weird. I agree. Yeah. And then the best scene, or at least my favorite scene, which is Betty in front of the fireplace <laughs> with this box of the Black Hood stuff that she's collected. Like, moment- oh my god, she she kept everything. Like... Like, serial killer style. She kept it in a box under her bed, like mementos, so she could scrapbook it later. She throws in the weird notes he's written her, and even, you know, like, she has everything. And then the last thing she pulls out is the hood. And she throws the hood on the fire, but, you know, in Jughead's narration, is talking about dark sides, and she's, you know, gets this, this, this very, you know, Hitchcockian psycho look in her eye. And grabs the hood and holds it because she apparently identifies with the hood or feels some compassion or has some morbid fascination. I don't know what the answer is, but it's creepy and I love it. Let's keep going with that storyline. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I, I'm with you. I couldn't tell like what they were trying to communicate when she like pulled it back out. Like, Is it that she like feels like she's not over in the search of ending this or she feels that she relates to him on some level and she's gonna become like i swear to god if betty becomes like this like fucking psycho murderer i'm gonna be so mad i don't think she's gonna be a psycho murderer i just like i'm interested because she obviously has like the dark side to her i just i wonder 
I don't know. I don't think, I hope they don't make her a murderer because I do love that she's very, like, good-hearted. Right. So I'm very confused what they were trying to do with that scene. Yeah. I wonder, because I think that the, the, that the voiceover was sort of suggesting she felt like it wasn't over. And part of me, I think, I think that the Black Hood arc is probably over. But at the same time, I'm like, I was, I don't know about you guys, and maybe maybe it's something we discuss later, but maybe now. I was disappointed that it was the janitor because it was obvious everyone well it was obvious and we were literally introduced to him two episodes ago i wish it was somebody that we had known for the whole show or even all of second season so i think the issue is that like oh sorry what were you gonna say phil Oh, let me take you to Phil's hot take corner. Oh, I am. Because I got a hot oh, take. Oh, wait, hold on. I, I got mad hold conspiracies. On. I got I got I gotta, like, buckle up. my shoes before I, before I walk buy some there. tickets. Okay, I'm here. Mr. Svensson is not the Black Hood that we've come That's to That's what know. I was going to say. Yeah, I don't think he is. I think it's a ploy. Classic, like, I, I know they're, like. Red herring, sort of? Yeah, like, he was forced by the true Black Hood. Like, I'm going to cut more of your fingers off, dude, if you don't go to this park and point a gun at these people and tell them to bury themselves. I like, definitely you're going to die. Yeah. So I think that's what's going to happen. So I was I was waffling between that. I'm kind of hoping that's what it is. Or he was so crazy about this murder and he saw the Black Hood as an opportunity yeah. to take on a personality. Because knowing, because like everybody knew, because everybody, it was said a couple of times, but like everybody in town was getting these notes about about you know committing sins so mm-hmm. maybe he saw this as an opportunity to write the sin that he committed because he felt so guilty about it and so he basically he kind of you know did himself in or he used it as you know i i just, I just feel like it can't be yeah i hope it's not him because was there there was this weird moment where archie looked at him and did we look at his eyes? Did he have yeah, green Archie eyes? Yeah, Archie was like, that wasn't him. He didn't have green eyes. And it could yeah. just be like Archie being really dumb and dramatic and the whole time he never actually had green eyes. Or it could be one of those things where they're trying to like pre, like do like a preview into foreshadow yeah. is the word right. that I'm looking for. Um, well, because, yeah, because yeah. Archie says that. He's like, I didn't think it was him. I looked into his eyes and it didn't seem like the Black Hood. So it seems like they're trying to tell us, like, it's not actually him. Which yes. Right. So that's what I was hoping that because, like, they had that moment when he looked at him when they took the hood off um, and he was dead in the ground. So I was hoping that that's what it was. But then I was like, well, this show, it could also be, like, I mean, you know, witness testimony actually is very unreliable sure. um, in real life. So, right. you know, Archie was had a lot of adrenaline going in that moment but at the same time i was i'm just hoping that it's not actually a black hood and i really want it to be like i do actually i still like the idea and i know this is terrible but i still like the idea that it's keller um, yeah i'm with you that would be amazing well because keller like was it. on the other side of the bridge which if you think about it this way it, things vary we don't know the layout of the town but if a call comes in that says, hey, the Black Hood is here in this park, we got to go get him. You're coming towards the park. The Black Hood's running that direction. The kids are running that direction. The cops would be running that same direction. Keller comes from the other side of the bridge, maybe because he knows where the Black Hood, you know, is going. And so it's kind of like a patsy. Also, he's having an affair with the mayor, so it's easy for him to cover up investigations. And he doesn't seem to be investigating it that well. Yeah. 
I mean, and Keller, kill her, Kel her. Oh, I'm just saying. Oh my shit. God. The no. symbols. Let's go. The symbols again. <laughs> Get out of here. Riverdale, no. Who keeps more evidence, Betty or Keller? That's a really good question. I would say, I would say Betty. She keeps it more lovingly for certain. That's yeah, true. she definitely takes care of it. Yeah. She doesn't leave it out in the open like Keller does, which is nice. Yeah, no, she keeps it nice and hidden under her bed. Yeah. Where she can snuggle with it at night. Ugh, weird. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, gross. Yeah, gross. <laughs> Guys, my hot chocolate is already gone. This is a problem. Oh, I man. feel great, but now my hot chocolate is gone. <laughs> and I, like, I don't have anything more. I know, I'm out of, I'm out of bleh, vine. It was a sad day. Sad days. Mm. All right. Jughead? Who is next? Yeah, does anybody want to hear about Jughead and what he was up to this episode? All you know ways. I do. Jughead is my boy. My, he's the love of my life, and <laughs> he needs to be protected. My good son. Even though he needs, he needs some, he needs some, uh, he needs some love and some talking to. Yeah, yeah. let's he talk about him. Guidance. I have opinions on him this episode. So it all starts out with FP and Jughead having breakfast. Um, it seems like uh, the serpents have turned into real life drug dealers, not just dealing nickel bags or dime bags like uh, was stated in season one. Um, as a re- because FP is working with uh, Penny Peabody and to protect Jughead, so we're getting more development of that storyline where FP has to go run some drugs and Tallboy's helping him, and uh, even. Uh, not babyface. What's the what's the younger sweet pea? Sweet pea. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, sweet pea's helping also. <laughs> Babyface, sweet pea. <laughs> um, Jed Jughead has also given a gift to Betty. Um, and during this, uh, that's during Kevin's gift exchange. And you know, obviously Jughead is at Riverdale High, where he doesn't go to school, but you know, he's just there because set pieces and whatnot. Um, and Jughead reiterates to Betty that he doesn't want her in danger. And uh, she's like, it's not your choice. It's not your decision if I don't want to be in danger. And I'm like, damn, Betty, slay that white knight. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so they exchange gifts and we'll find out later what they got each other. I have thoughts on that. Too. Yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, Jughead is actually back at the white worm a little bit later in the episode. And... Um, Seems like the Southside Serpents do actually do a little bit of good. They give out Christmas presents to the Southside every year. And so they're wrapping and distributing gifts out to everybody. Um, And FP is continuing to push Jughead away and wants to keep him separate from the uh, drug running business. And this irks Jughead quite a bit that he wants he just wants to help his dad so much and deal with Penny because he got him into that situation and he wants to resolve it. So what he, what does he do? He assembles the teen serpent squad, which is all the young members of the serpents. This makes me so happy. Serpents assemble. <laughs> I love this scene when they all just like go like rogue on everyone. Oh, yeah. So, good. so they assemble outside of the white worm and like, they're all standing around this like trash barrel that's on fire and he, that was my that was like that was like my second favorite. Can someone explain tra- to me the why they were all just like looking room. at this trash barrel? Oh, at the end, I don't know. It's amazing. Yeah, like you can even see like some of the like actors were like, "This is awkward." How we all just said what we were gonna do and then stood around a fireplace. Like, <laughs> I thought go they were back gonna, like, and watch something Sweet Pea. in the fire or like 
put their hand over the fire or like do something weird with the fire, but they're just like yeah. staring into the flames. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Exactly. Like brand themselves with like a hot iron or something along those lines. Any no. reason. So they get the uh, the goon squad together and uh, Jughead shows up at Penny Peabody's uh, warehouse, which this time it's a little bit more explicit. They want you to know that Penny Peabody is a bad person. So they leave out like a gun and like a bunch of bricks of cocaine and like actual drugs. They're like, see, she's bad. We promise you she's bad. <laughs> they like they like spit they, like, you know, like they scan across it with a camera. Yeah. And um, so Jughead shows up with a crowbar. And she's like, oh, what'd you need the crowbar for? He's like, I thought I was going to have trouble getting in. She's like, no, you won't. And just turns around. And then when she turns back around to see Jughead, there's a whole bunch of serpents. The teen serpent squad's there. And they basically, they straight up kidnap Penny. And uh, take her to Greendale. And uh, Penny's like, what are you talking about? I'm a serpent. You can't hurt me. And Jughead's like, just because a tattoo, you have a tattoo doesn't make you a serpent. But let's get rid of that tattoo also and pulls out a knife and they hold her down. And it's pretty much implied that he cuts off like a piece of her forearm. Okay. Can we talk about later, He talks. Yeah. At least later he talks about getting a pound of flesh. Yep. And I'm like, oh my God, Shylock. That is crazy. So many opinions about this episode or this scene because that goes against like everything Jughead believes in. Yes. And also it's yeah. like. It is horrendously violent. Like, to skin someone? Like, to cut off their skin? Like, beating some guy up in an alley? Like, whatever. Like, they get into their stupid fights. But, like, he is, like, holding a human down and skinning them alive. And I'm like, that is a level of fucked up that I'm like, I did not know that he would be capable of. So I don't know how I feel about it. It's not very believable as a character. Mm -hmm. Well, I wonder, because... I mean, it was very, very much implied. Um, and he even says he got his pound of flesh later. So, I mean, you kind of have to think that that's true. But we don't actually have confirmation yet. Right. And I'm like, I hold, I'm holding on a little hope that, that they're just trying to have like some sort of red herring. And that it, it wasn't that that he didn't do that. I mean, they do that all like, the time that is, in the that show, is so I, that is a fair crazy. point. Crazy. Where they constantly yeah. are like, this is what happened, and then it's not at all what happened. I think at most what we're going to see, here's what I think is actually going to happen, is they're going to show Penny Peabody later, and she's just going to have like two big like scar X's across the serpent-like thing. Like he not... just cut an X in her arm? Exactly. and that's. But that still is like mutilation, which is still yeah, it's still messed up. I ever thought Right, because Jughead was, I mean, even though you'll get to this, but, like, even though he's really embraced a serpent way, I just, I can't see him doing, doing right. that. Mm-hmm. I don't like, know. Like, I can see him punching her. Yeah. yeah. But not, yeah, and it, like, which is still, it's still, her. it's still a bridge farther than he normally would go, but I could see In the place that he's at in his life right it. now, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. But not putting in, like, there's just, like, a different level of invasion mm-hmm. and violence yeah it's it's pretty crazy i think it's gonna set if this is the dawn of the new jughead i think the later half of the season is going to be a lot more interesting and i'm gonna be so mad bullshit i will say i'm i'm very mad i'm not very mad at him wearing leather jackets no it's a real good look (laughs) on him 
Did you see how good his little quaff of hair was? Like oh during God, the fire was so good. I was yeah. like, I was like, deviance looks good on you, son. I'm sorry <laughs> that do. it's really messed up your soul. But yeah. and Tony Topaz looked great on a sweet hog. I'm just gonna also, say that. Also, Tony, I liked her a lot this episode. Yeah. Yes, this is where I want her to stay in this position where she's not weirdly. I hate, I hate love triangles. Like they rarely ever work, and. I, and they're often just played up for easy, easy drama. No, also I want to so see Tony. I don't Tony want, to, like, I don't find want a her in there. Yeah, yeah. Like she could maybe she and Cheryl could fuck shit up. Oh my oh, god, that'd be good. Oh, that would be fucking great. That's like too much for me to handle, though. That's like that's like two fire signs together, though. That is gonna light something <laughs> up. I think so it's good I- that they've just like moved her from a love interest to just like. Oh no, it's Jughead's serpent friend. Like yeah, somebody like that's actually like, nice and relatable. Yeah, nice and relatable, but also in the serpents. So you can have somebody to play off Jughead in those scenes. I think it I think it works. I think it freaking works. I think that they only had that whole like little weird thing with Jughead specifically so that they could say that she, she was bisexual. She's not interested. Yeah. Because they yeah. wanted to introduce Wait, her as great. the bisexual character, and they're like, this is right. the only way we can figure that out. Which is kind of a lame yeah. thing, but at the same time, like, at least they did it. And I kind of hope, too, that she maybe, because who knows what Betty's going to do in the future, and she's kind of, like, an honorary serpent-ish now. And, like, it would be it would be really interesting to me to see Tony and, and Betty hash it out. sort of. Yeah, or not even hash it out, but, like, sort of hash it out and then come to sort of a... A friendship? I don't know, like, a weird, a weird friendship. Yeah. 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 In the very least, so she could keep tabs on Jughead and make sure he's, you know, not being a dumb boy, murdering people. Yeah, yeah, cutting their arms off, <laughs> cutting people's arms up. So after this big hubbub and hullabaloo, uh, FP is um, back at the trailer, and Jughead's like, "Oh, I guess De- Petty didn't show up," and he's like, "How'd you know that?" And uh, he's like, well, I took care of the problem, Dad. I got my pound of flesh. I did this and I did this. And she won't be bothering you anymore. He's like, what the hell did you do? Why did you do that? And he's like, I love being a serpent, Dad. This is the new me. This is the new Jughead. And so that's what we, we get. That's where we leave Jughead for the rest of the of the season, kind of mentally, is that he's into the serpents now. FB did that to him, though. Oh, FB did yeah. not handle it well at all. He blamed him for his son trying to protect him, and this is what you get. Yeah. That was not, I mean, not that FP is a model father, but man, he just totally pushed him the wrong way. Yeah. Should have stuck to the alcohol, man. Didn't have these problems when he was an alcoholic. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> but. So we do see um, at the end of the episode, that's kind of where we leave Jughead for most of his speaking parts. Um, we do see that Betty got Jughead a typewriter, which is, uh, they say a specific brand. I forget which one, but it's like top tier, greatest typewriter ever made kind of thing. Right. And then Jughead got Betty a book, um, a first edition by her favorite author. I didn't see what the book was. So he got her. This is why I want to talk about okay. this. He got her Beloved by Toni Morrison. Okay. First of all, Toni Morrison is amazing, and you should definitely read her. She's this amazing African-American writer. Wonderful. Beloved is so fucked up. It's great, but it's so messed up. It's about this woman who, after, like, the Fugitive Slave Act, has to – she she doesn't want her – basically doesn't want her kids to be taken back into slavery. So she she has, like, a two-year-old baby that she, she drowns. She, like, kills her. 
And then she's haunted the whole book, but haunted by this baby. And it's like about being haunted and this like re- really creepy haunting oh. by by a baby, like a, her That's dead daughter. Insane. Yeah. So I was like, what a oh weird my reference. god. But also like, just like I was like, oh my god, what a good book to pick for Betty. But so messed up. It says so much about Betty. Yeah. Fuck. That's crazy. Thank That's you awesome, for that though. little insight. Yeah. It's a great book. You should read it, but whoa. That yeah, would have been totally lost book. on me. Or it was. So. All right. We got one last character in this festive holiday episode. Um, <laughs> and that's Veronica. Um, Courtney, you want to tell us what happened with Veronica here? I do. She um, she got some shit done this episode. Um, so, you know, we find Veronica in like kind of the remnants of her breakup from the last episode. She's feeling all awkward, but she's determined to like maintain a friendship or relationship with Archie, um, despite their breakup. So she, for their secret Santa gift giving sort of thing, she's like, I'm going to give him the gift anyway. I already bought it for him, but whatever. I'm just going to give it to him. It's this really nice watch. It's engraved on the back. It's got like XOXO, Veronica, whatever. Gossip Girl. (laughs) (laughs) I've been watching a lot of Gossip Girl lately. (laughs) fight me (laughs) xoxo veronica um anyway so she's just she gives them the watch they have this moment and then archie's like oh my dad owes a bunch of money because of the medical bills and they like touch hands and it's really awkward and she's Mm -hmm. like i want to be friends and then the scene ends um and we find her back at her house having dinner with her parents. They're talking about fancy things and dumb gifts. Like her mom just like bought this fucking egg from Spiffany's. I loved that. Oh, I was going to say Spiffany's. And what was it? It was like, it was a fab, fabule, fabuge egg. It was a fabuge fab- egg with like diamonds fab- and like fabuge. glitter on it. It was just some fucking egg that. from Spiffany's because re- <sighs> we need to start a drinking game where we like take a shot every oh. time they make a reference to like. A large corporation, but that's a really yeah. dumb name instead of it. Because they also have American, up. they also have American Excess. Instead American of Excess, Excess Triple American C. Express. There was, there was like one more. I feel like and this episode was like rife with the fake corporations. It yeah. was wonderful. Spiffany's, I love that, and the, and the Fabergé. Yeah. Egg. So they're talking about just like owning these lavish things, and Veronica is like increasingly getting mad until she's just like, "Fuck you guys." And your bullshit things that you keep buying when there are people in this town that have, like, medical bills and blah, blah, blah. And her mom says something, like, super dumb and political. She's like, oh, since when did you become a communist? Um. <laughs> God damn it. Well, it's, well, it's, it, well, I mean, like, they're talking, she's like, the, like, the, the royal family in Russia, the uh, Romanovs were known for buying these Fabergé eggs. Like, crazy expensive. So I was like, communism and russia and they're like the that's really the, funny like, yeah they're like the russian royal family see this something. is the funny I thought that was funny great. shit about riverdale where like sometimes they do things in their writing that's so fucking stupid and then they make these references that are like so <laughs> yeah. intricate and it's <laughs> yeah. you're just like who who are you <laughs> what is going on in the writer's room how much jingle jingle <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Oh, yes. It's like so when you get really she- high and think you're into jazz, all of a sudden you're like, jazz is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. I love the Russian oligarchy. I love <laughs> Beloved, too. It's great. It's a great book. <laughs> oh, my God. 
So yeah, she's just like popping off on her parents about like their fancy eggs. And she's like, Archie Andrews and her his dad are selling Christmas trees because they owe a fuck ton of medical bills. And her parents are like, that's too much money. We can't afford it. We're not doing that. We've already like reached our cap of charitable trust bullshit. Um, so she gets all mad. Um, and Veronica basically, like, calls out her dad, and she's like, Fred is being a good man. I mean, a good father. And Hiram, like, storms away, because he's like, fucking roasted. Boom, roasted. (laughs) (laughs) Just like chestnuts on an open fire. Way to keep it festive, Sarah. (laughs) I'm I'm saving Christmas. I'm saving Christmas. Sarah saves Christmas. The episode title should be Archie and Sarah save Christmas. (laughs) Or Cheryl and Sarah save Christmas. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, And then after that whole thing happens, Veronica ends up going and, like, snooping in Hiram's office, because what are you going to do in a winter day? Um, So she's just wandering around, and she finds this um, form or file folder thing labeled Pops. And she sees what's on the inside. She finds the deed and her parents' name, and she's fucking pissed. Um, so she immediately, promptly picks up a phone, calls the hospital, and settles Fred's medical bills using her parents' credit card. She wants to keep the donation anonymous. Um, she uses Hermione's card, but she ends up telling them who made the donation. And her parents later confront her about that, because obviously they're going to get a phone call when they spend that much money. And she's like, yeah, I fucking did it. What are you going to do about it? (laughs) And she calls them out on lying and they basically sit her down and tell her the truth, whatever that means. Um, I really want, like, that's the story arc that I feel like they're going to push next, like, the next half of the season is whatever's going on with the, like, the lodges. Because they haven't really been talked about a whole lot. So there's something going on. She makes a bunch of deals with her parents. She's like, I'm in as long as... You pay his medical bills, and what was the other contingency? Uh, nothing illegal. Nothing illegal. And her parents are like, That's oh, right. sweetie, we don't do illegal things either. Yeah. Ha 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 LOL. LOL. It's just all technicalities, but whatever. So basically she becomes a part of that, and they tell her that, like, if you want to be a part of this, you can't be daddy's little girl. You have to be, like, your own person. Don't know what that's supposed to mean, but whatever. She also seems totally fine with whatever they told her. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, it can't be. It's supposed to be very, obviously they are keeping it veiled. I thought it'd be more scandalous, but apparently, and I know that that Veronica has dubious morals, but she's not completely morally bankrupt in a way that. The candor in which she said I'm in suggested it wasn't like that bad. Yeah. That's why, that's why I was kind of like, okay, but maybe it's just because again it's all technicality and they get other people to do the dirty sausage making stuff right um but i don't know i think it's also, going what credit card has an eighty six thousand dollar limit it's the black card by american excess do people have that <laughs> it's yes yeah, the black card yeah that's right uh, Sorry. So it's high dollars i think there are some cards that have like no limits but those are for like <gasps> mega fancy people yeah so i guess i'm just not yeah, I'm not. I'm excited for Veronica and Jughead for the later half of the season. I already talked about why I am with Jughead, but like if Veronica's like 
yeah, my parents are kind of fucked up, but they get stuff thing they get things done and I'm going to be on their side kind of. Like yeah. I'm excited to see more of that. Cuz one of the big issues I've had with this show is they say Hiram is big, bad and scary and the lodges are bad people, but they don't do anything that's bad like buying pops and giving pops a job. Okay, cool. The only thing that was bad is the fact that they kept it from their daughter. And like, like, I guess guess this capitalism is evil, okay? That's fine, but it's it's not enough to make me... I mean, you cannot just light their apartment all scary and creepy and mafioso mm-hmm. and then not give me any like, weird... The literally, only, the, the only, only bad thing is that they, like, kept it from their daughter, but at the same time, like, right. she's their kid. The only, yeah. the, the only creepy thing I've really seen from Hiram so far, other than, you know, the weird stuff with Hermione and their sort of weird Lannister abusive relationship... Is him sort of trying to egg Archie on to to post yeah. that video and yeah. create chaos? But that was like That's such a minor so thing. But it wasn't even right. It wasn't even that big, and I realized that it was just like small pulling strings. But I want to see more of that to bigger extent. Extent because I was very small, and if he does that a lot, then what does you know? Yeah, I I want to know more about. He went to jail for God's sake. You know? Yeah, like he's talked about. Like he's this like very feared like leader of sketchy business. He hasn't really done a whole lot. The blossoms are creepier. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Step it up, Lodges. So strange. Well, I think that wraps up our episode. Um, we want to thank everybody for listening. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Before we wrap it up, oh, I want yeah, to talk yeah. about one more thing Go that I it. didn't mention with Cheryl. Um, her mom at the very end of the episode, like coming up from behind the couch with that one dude. Who was that? Who was that guy? I'm assuming it was a rich guy because basically she told her mom, you're useless. You can't do anything. You can't make money. So I'm assuming her mom's like, fine, I'll sleep with rich guys then. But like, I was I was wondering because I rewound it and I was like trying to, I paused it and I was like, I don't recognize that person at all. I have no idea who that is. It was Santa, like, like Cheryl said. That she Santa saw showed says, kissing Santa Claus. Yeah. She did see mommy kissing Santa Claus. Like, very sloppily. The lipstick was everywhere yeah, on both of them. Everywhere. She was messy. No, gross. No. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was very, that was very strange. Yeah. Yeah, so now we have to look out for uh, Penelope's mystery career, which might be prostitution. Uh, we have to look out for whoever's taking pictures of Archie and Veronica. Maybe they just are weird and kinky, and that's a weird, creepy thing. Maybe it's Keller who's going to murder them because he's a black hood. And uh, and Jughead, he's going to go to the dark side, is on the dark side, as is Veronica. <gasps> Could they team up? Oh, that'd be, that'd be cool. Hopefully all these questions will be answered in the uh, second half of the season. We'll yeah. see. So Join us when we talk about it. I'm ready to juicy. dish. <laughs> Um, that being said, thank you all for listening. Uh, we don't really know the schedule for the upcoming episodes of Riverdale. It's kind of, they're going on a break. We're not sure for how long or what episodes we'll have in the meantime. So the best place to do that is to keep up to date with us on our Twitter feed. We're at RiverVixens underscore pod. Um, and that's where we'll have updates about when episodes will be coming out or what topics we'll be covering. I think that, I was say, I think that they're back January 17th, by the way. I also think... We might take a, a little bit of a break for Christmas, but we're also going to be covering um, a couple comic books, books over Titan. the Christmas break. Yeah. Fantastic. Sorry to interrupt you. No, that's fine. That's good information. I didn't know it. So, yeah, yeah just keep your uh, 
Keep your eyes on Twitter and figure out what we're going to be doing with those. If you have any questions, you can shoot us an email at RiverdaleVixensPod at gmail.com. And if you want to find any of our hosts on Twitter, you can do so. I'm at Canada underscore Philip with two L's. I'm at Her Lady Tompkins. I'm at Courtney underscore Bruce. And if you want any sweet Betty and Veronica merch, you can check out BettyandVeronica.com. Use the code VIXENSPOD15 to get 15% off your order. I have a really cool Betty and Veronica like collar. <gasps> you do! Oh my and, god, I want it so and bad. <laughs> whenever, whenever I wear, I wear it to work every once in a while, and like there are always a couple people, and it's really funny because it's either young people who will like watch Riverdale, <laughs> or it's like I've had like a couple older people in meetings be like, "Is that? Is that? Are is that from Archie Comics?" And I get so excited because you can relate to everyone happens. with Archie Comics. So. So I totally recommend it, and it is the like it is the best purchase I've made. Yeah, it's fifteen percent off making friends with all of everyone. That's good. Our producers are Bajaya Sresta, Courtney McClanahan, and Tara Tawater. Our editors are Bajaya Sresta, Courtney McClanahan, and Tara Tawater. Keegan McClanahan provided the music for this episode. Show notes for this episode by Philip Canada. Mitch Kelly created the cover art. You can find more of his work at mitch-kelly.com. We really stickled that. <laughs> wow! Oh no! Do it all again. We did not. We did not. We did not sticky we that. We didn't ending. sticky that ending. But also, I feel like we need to think of another ending because mm. sticky maple is not a thing anymore. I like we really shot that dad, but that's my own personal opinion. <laughs> oh no, I agree. We really shot we... that janitor. <laughs> we really. Sent that finger in the <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> That's it! That's not... <laughs> it's not a good one. That's it. We really sent that finger in the mail. Well, whatever it is that we really did. Um, bye!